All right, Hebrews chapter 11 this evening. Hebrews chapter 11, we'll look at verse 31, and then also uh, look at, turn to Joshua chapter 2. We're going to look there. Uh, but just as a review from the last time that we looked at our series on the Hall of Faith, we looked at the faith of the nation of Israel as they were uh, delivered and victorious over their enemy. And the first thing that we noticed, of course, was their deliverance from the Red Sea and from the hand of Pharaoh's army by God. We, we saw how they came face to face with that impossible barrier, the Red Sea. And there, there was no way that they would be able to cross the Red Sea on, on their own, in their own ability. And then they were trapped by this enemy that was behind them. And so they had nowhere to go. And uh, we saw, of course, that in our own life, before we're saved, we have that impossible barrier of sin. And there's nothing that we can do in our own ability to overcome sin. We need uh, God's deliverance. And it comes by faith in Jesus Christ. We, we saw how we have an unrelenting enemy, enemies. We have the devil as our enemy. Of course, we saw the world and its system uh, that, that pulls, seeks to pull us away from God. Our flesh, uh, as it is tempted with sin, these things try to keep us from, uh, from doing right, from, from living for God and living by faith. Uh, but we saw that if we're going to have deliverance from our enemy, we need to live uh, by faith. And then we saw the victory of Israel, and of course we saw they crossed over into the land of Canaan, and they had the victory over the city of Jericho, that large city, and that victory came by faith. Um, and, and of course, Canaan is a picture of the victorious Christian life that God wants us to have. He wants us to be victorious uh, over sin and over temptation, and He wants us to, to live by faith so we can have that victory uh, day by day, but, but it, comes, uh, it comes by faith. Not relying on ourselves, our own strength, but in Jesus Christ and, and how He can deliver us and how He can help us. And so we saw the faith of Israel for their deliverance and for their victory. Uh, tonight we're going to look at the faith of Rahab, the harlot. And she's known as the first Gentile believer. And uh, Rahab, as we'll see tonight, she was a, in a very dangerous place, but she was rescued uh, in a very special way. And tonight we're going to see how Rahab was rescued, and I want us to see how we can apply these truths uh, to our own life. And tonight we all need rescuing. Whether we're saved or lost, we struggle with sin. If, we're, if we haven't been saved, we need to be rescued from sin and the consequences of sin. And for those of us who are saved, we struggle uh, with sin or with doubt or with fear, and we need we need Jesus' help every day just as much, and we need rescuing from those things. And so we're going to learn uh, from Rahab's rescue um, how we can have uh, faith for rescue as well. So let's look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 31. We'll read that and pray and get into the message. It says, By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not when she had received the spies with peace. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you for this day that you've given us, and God, I thank you for the opportunity that we've had to worship you today. Lord, I thank you for the morning service and uh, how, you, how you blessed, Lord, and you spoke to our hearts, and 
God, I ask that you continue to challenge us. Help us, Lord, to be an example uh, in our life and in our faith to those around us, to the next generation. And God, I just ask that you'd help us now as we consider the life of Rahab. Uh, Lord, she's a, a great example of faith for us. And so I pray that you'd help us, Lord, to put aside distractions. God, I ask that you would just help us to focus on your word. And God, I pray that you'd help me to be emptied of self this evening and filled with your spirit. And I pray that you would do what only you can do this evening, that's to speak to our hearts. I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. And the first thing that we see uh, in her rescue is that Rahab, she feared. Uh, she feared God. And so look at Joshua chapter 2. We'll be in Joshua 2 for the rest of the message. Joshua chapter 2, we'll look at verses 9 through 11. The Bible, well, we'll read in a second, but uh, we see that in this account here, just before we get to it, Israel, they've crossed over the Jordan River, and they've, they've come up to the city of Jericho. They're under the leadership uh, of Joshua, and of course, Jericho is a very large city. It's a very powerful city for its time, and when they reach the other side of Jordan, Joshua, he knows about this famous city, he's heard about it, and its, it's power and its might, so he sends uh, a couple of spies to go check out the land. And I think Joshua probably learned from Moses. When Moses sent spies, he sent 12 spies, and they had all these different opinions, and so Moses, or Joshua sends the two spies, uh, who probably had a similar outlook, a similar perspective, and he knew that they would, that they would have faith. And so these spies, they, they go, and they check out the city of Jericho, and they come into the house of Rahab to, to stay there. Uh, if they would have went to any other house, they probably would have been turned in. And it wouldn't have been so obvious uh, for these two men to go into Rahab's house. It, it would have been a common thing that people would have seen uh, men going in and out of her house. And they hide there that night, uh, and, and she, she puts them up. Uh, and the king finds out, though, that these two men, these two Israelites, are there. And so they send soldiers to go and, and arrest these men. But when they get there, of course, Rahab, she lies and she tells them they went this way when she, they were really up on her roof. And uh, she protected them and she hid them among the flax that was drying out on the roof of her house. And that brings us to our, her conversation with them. In Joshua chapter 2, verses 9 through 11, we see her fear of God. It says, And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen upon us, and that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when ye came out of Egypt, and what ye did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt, neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. And she, the, the spies, uh, well, the soldiers, they leave, and she goes to see the spies that are hiding a roof and talks to them, and she tells them how the city has been trembling in fear. They've been uh, afraid of this group of people that they heard about that... Uh, defeated the largest army in the, in the world at the time, the army of Egypt, and then they defeated 
the, the great power of the, the two kings of the Amorites that joined together, and they defeated them as well, and now these people are on their doorstep, and they're about to come to their city, and the city is afraid, and they're, they're trembling. Imagine if you turned on the news, and, and you saw that uh, you know, China or Russia was about to invade America. We would probably start to get a little bit worried, a little bit anxious. And, and that's the kind of mindset this army is coming to their city, and they know that they're going to lose this fight because Egypt lost them, the Amorites lost them, Jericho is a powerful city, but it wasn't uh, a large empire like Egypt. Uh, and so they are afraid, and they're terrified. And, uh, and, and Rahab says that they were faint. And uh, that word faint, it means they were, they were disheartened. They, they were discouraged. They knew that they were going to lose this fight. Not because of Israel, though, but because of Israel's God. And they saw that their God fought for them. And Jericho wasn't so confident in their gods. But they saw that the God of Israel fought for them and, and defended them. By the way, the devil... And our enemies are not so afraid of us, but they are afraid of our God when we are walking with our God. And so that's important that we draw close to God and that we draw nigh to God. Because on our own, when we're trusting in ourselves, well, we're not much of a threat to the devil. But when we are with God, uh, the devil trembles and he fears. And so we need to be close to God. We need to draw nigh to God. And the, and, and the devil will flee from us. Uh, and so they were fearful, though, because they heard what the Lord had done for the nation of Israel. They saw God fight for them. And, but Rahab, she also feared. Uh, but she had a different kind of fear. She knew that if she didn't do something, she was going to die just like the rest of the city. So she realizes her only hope of salvation is to uh, join the, the side that's going to win, to join God's side. And so she seeks, uh, she seeks mercy from Israel. She seeks mercy from these spies, and, and she seeks their help. She, Rahab, she saw God as the uh, sovereign creator and, and ruler of all, and she, her fear, it came from a place of humility because she understood who God was, uh, that God was, that God was the creator of all, that he was the king of kings. You know, for those who have never been saved, uh, there is a reason to fear God, like the city of Jericho, because destruction is coming. If, you, if you've never been saved, uh, the Bible says that uh, we, we deserve to death for our sin and, and judgment and hell. And there is a reason to fear God, uh, and just like the city of Jericho. You know, I think there are a lot of uh, people, though, in America and in any country that are very religious but they have no relationship with Jesus Christ. They have a form of godliness. They think they're good. They think they're right with God, but they, they have not been saved. And they're trusting in their works. They're trusting in what they do, but they have not put their faith in Jesus Christ. And there's a reason to fear, uh, to fear God's judgment, to fear the, 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 the judgment that we deserve for our sin. For the believer, though, we, we also fear God, of course, in a different way. We, have a, uh, we, we, fear, we fear God, but we understand that God is our Father, that God is our Savior, uh, that He is our Comforter. And so we, we fear God, but we also are able to fellowship with God. 
and we're also able to enjoy his company. We don't have to fear God's judgment because there is no condemnation for those who have been saved. For those who are in Christ, there is no condemnation. But we, we, we have a, a fear for God that's born out of love. It's not born out of dread. It's not born out of judgment. But we love God. And because we love God, we want to obey God. And we want to follow God. And so tonight, uh, we see that we ought to learn from Rahab the importance of fearing God. Whether you're saved or lost tonight. If you haven't been saved, you fear God because there is judgment coming. And you need to, you need to turn to God. You need to turn to Jesus Christ for salvation. For those of us who have been saved... We, we fear God because we love God, and we want to obey God, and we want to please God in our life. And so, and so it's the first thing that we see about Rahab is that she feared God. The second thing that we see is that she confessed uh, to God. In verse 11, at the end there, I want to focus on that phrase. Uh, she says there, For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. She... Uh, she knew that there was nothing that she could do to escape judgment. And she acknowledges that. Um, and she understands that the God of Israel is the one who's really in charge in this situation. And instead of trying to fight against Israel, she turns to God. And she turns to the God of, of Israel. She turns from the gods of the Canaanites and she puts her faith in Israel's God. And that wasn't a common thing to happen in this time. Uh, in this time, in this society, it was common for cultures that to be polytheistic. They had many gods. So they, they believed that the more gods that they had, it was like the more power that they had. Uh, it was like a collectible item. It was like a trophy if they could have uh, many gods. But Israel had, had one God, the one true God, the, the creator of all. Uh, and, and Rahab turns to that God in faith for deliverance because she saw how God delivered Israel from Egypt and from the Amorites and all that God had done for them. And so, so Rahab, she, she confesses that God, uh, He is the one true God. For those who are lost, if they are going to be saved, they must come to a point that they confess that uh, God alone is God, that Jesus Christ uh, alone can save them. Uh, and and they, they must confess. The Bible says in Romans 10.10, 10, For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Tonight the question is, have we confessed that God is God alone? Have you, have you confessed uh, for salvation? And for those of us who are saved, we still confess that God is our God, that God is great, that we need God in all that we do. For the Christian, we confess every day that we need God's help, that we need God's uh, strength, that we need God's provision, that we need God's peace, that we need His protection. We confess these things. We ought to confess these things. When we pray, when we talk to others about our God, we, we ought to confess who God is. And we, we understand who God is from His Word. And so we need to be in His Word so that we can know who God is. But tonight, are, are we confessing who God is to us? Uh, or do we go about our life never considering who God is to us? And so we need to confess, as Rahab confessed. And then she also, number three, Rahab, she obeyed. She was rescued because she obeyed. In Romans chapter 2, verses 14 through 20, it says there, And the men answered her, Our life for yours, if ye utter not this our business. 
And it shall be, when the Lord hath given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window, for her house was upon the town wall, uh, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Go ye, go you to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you, and hide yourselves there three days until the pursuers be returned, and afterward may ye go your way. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of this thine oath which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou didst let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy brethren and all thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, he, uh, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in all the house, his blood shall be on our head, if any hand be upon him. And if thou, uh, if thou utter this our business, then we will be quit of thine oath, which thou hast made us to swear." So we see in this passage that the spies, they've overstayed their welcome in Jericho. And they know that uh, the soldiers are looking for them. And uh, so Rahab, she, she devises this plan for them to escape. She knows the area, and she knows a good uh, way for them to get out of the city safely. And so she, she gives them this plan, and, and she lets them down by the cord, and they go to the mountain, and they hide for three days. And after three days, they're able to return to their camp. And, uh, but before that happens, Rahab, she makes the request that she be spared and her family be spared as well. And the spies agreed to this because she was willing to help them. She was willing to hide them. And because of her submission to God. Uh, to Israel's God. And, and, and they see that she loves God. And, and she, uh, she wants to be saved. And so they tell her what to do. And she has three conditions. She must not tell anybody about the spies and their business. She was to put that scarlet rope out of the window so the spies knew which house it was. And then they were to be in the house and they were not to leave the house until they came and got them out of the house. And Rahab, she did each one of those things and, they, and she was saved. She was spared. When we read the Bible, of course, we know that salvation, it's, it's not of works. There's nothing that we do to inherit e eternal life. It's a gift from God. And there's nothing that we do to earn it. There's nothing that we do to maintain our salvation. It's completely in God's hands. But after we've been saved, after we've been born again, we know that there are, works ought to be a part of our life because we love God and we want to serve Him. And we want to obey Him. And we want to, we want to please Him. Our works are an evidence that we've been uh, born again of our conversion. They show the world around us that we truly believe God. James 2.25 says, uh, Likewise also was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? Uh, that word justified there has the idea of being proven. In other words, her action of hiding the spies, it, it showed that she had faith uh, in God. She had faith that God was going to protect her because of uh, the spies' word to her. And so we see her faith. You know, we, we can say that we believe God all, all that we want, but if we never obey God, we're not showing our faith. If we never, if we never keep uh, God's commandments, if we, we say we love God but we don't obey Him, we can talk about our faith all we want, but until we actually... Uh, obey God, we are not uh, showing fruit or evidence of our faith. 
And so somebody who has been saved, they will show fruit. They will show works of their salvation. God doesn't make us into new creatures just to live in rebellion. God doesn't make us into new creatures just to continue living in sin. He makes us into new creatures to serve Him and to obey Him and to, to, do, uh, to, to live in righteousness. Jesus even taught this. He said uh, in John 14, 15, If you love me, keep my commandments. We need to keep His commandments. We need to obey Him. Uh, just as Rahab obeyed. Uh, you know, until you're born uh, again, though, until you've been saved, good works won't do you a lick of good. You can be a good person all you want, but until you've been saved, uh, it's, not, it's not really effective. Uh, it's not really going to do anything for you. There are plenty of people who live their whole life doing good, but they've never been saved. And uh, they, they end up in hell because they have not put their faith in Jesus Christ. But for those of us who are saved, we must obey. Uh, we must obey if we want to see fruit in our life. Tonight, are we producing that fruit? Are we obedient? And the last thing, though, that I want us to see is uh, she was rescued and she was made part of the family. She was rescued and she was made part of the family. Joshua chapter 6, verse 25. Joshua chapter 6, verse 25. This is after the walls of Jericho fall down. It says, uh, And Joshua saved Rahab the harlot alive, and her father's household, and all that she had, and she dwelleth in Israel even unto this day, because she hid the, passenger, or the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. She was rescued uh, because of her faith uh, in God, and, and she, uh, she obeyed by faith. And Joshua saves her family, and it says that she was living in Israel unto that day, until whoever was writing this, uh, until that very day. She was still there in Israel. She was once an enemy of God's people. She was once a part of Jericho. She was once part of the people that were going to be destroyed, but now she's living in the midst of God's people as a part of the family of God, as a part of the nation of God there. And by the way, salvation has always been for all people. You know, some people have this false idea that in the Old Testament, salvation was only for Israel. But uh, Rahab was not an Israelite. She was a Gentile. Uh, but she was saved by faith. And that has always been the case. That salvation has always been by faith for all people who had put their faith in, in the Lord. And so she becomes a part of the family. Uh, not only that, she's listed in Matthew as being in the line of people like Boaz and, and David. And even Jesus Christ uh, is in, in her line. In Rahab, she became the great-grandmother of David. Uh, she was the mother of Boaz. Uh, and God used her in, in, in a great way to do great things for him. Isn't that what God has done with us? We were once God's enemies. Uh, we were once uh, against him. But if you've been saved, you are now a part of his family. You are in God's family. You are God's child. He rescued us from destruction that was coming. And now we live to serve Him. And God wants to use us to do great things to serve Him. It doesn't matter what our past is. Uh, you look at Rahab and the life that she lived as a, as a harlot. And now she is in God's family. And she, she is saved. 
And it doesn't matter uh, the life we live before. When we are saved, we are made a new creature, and we're made to, to, to live in Christ. And God can forgive uh, any sin. There's no sin that is too great for God's mercy, and I'm so thankful for that. Uh, and so she became a part of, of God's family. And when we get saved, of course, we get grafted into that same family. 1 John 3, 1 and 2 says, Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Behold, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Tonight the question is, are you in uh, God's family? If you're not, it's not too late. The Bible says today is the day of salvation. I mean, that means don't put it off. It means while there's still time, get in God's family. Put your faith in Jesus Christ and, and be saved. And for those of us who are saved, I think we need to be reminded that we are in God's family. And as we saw this morning, we need to be an example. We need to live uh, holy lives. That means we need to live in righteousness. We need to run from sin and we need to run to God. And so, uh, so we, need to, we need to live as if we are God, in God's family. Think about Israel. You continue to read about Israel. There were times when Israel would start to live like the Canaanites that they had once destroyed, and it never turned out good for them. They would start to worship the gods of the Canaanites. They would start to worship these false gods, and, and it would always bring trouble. And it's because they were not living as if they were in God's family. And tonight... Uh, we, need to be, we need to be challenged to live as children of God for the, as, uh, after we've been saved. Rahab, she was uh, rescued from destruction. Uh, and she went on to live a life of faith. And she went on to see God use her, do great things. But it all started with that faith. And tonight, uh, we need to be challenged from the life of, of Rahab. Uh, if, you, if you have not been saved, there's judgment con coming. Understand that. And it's inescapable, except through Jesus Christ. And uh, anyone who puts their faith in Him can be saved from that. And for those of us who are saved, we ought to live as children of God. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank You for this day.